Football is back and right now Bet365 are offering a wide range of markets including first, last or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favourite online betting company. We've got wall-to-wall Premier League football with games being played nearly every day and with Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and more to create your own personalised bet. And if you can't watch all the games live with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only. Please gamble responsibly. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan, better known as FPL General, recording on Sunday night right after the Merseyside Derby, which finished scoreless. There's still one game to go in Double Game Week 30+, which is Manchester City against Burnley on Monday night. But with a Tuesday deadline on the horizon, I wanted to get this episode recorded and out there as early as possible. That deadline is Tuesday, 5pm UK time, so make note of it and do not miss it. This episode will see a return to the more familiar format. I'll start with the shoutouts, a game week review, a watchlist update, I'll answer some Twitter questions and I'll finish off with transfers and captaincy for double, not double game week, for regular game week 31 plus. To get a free 30 day trial on The Athletic, you can go to theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod. In doing so, you'll be able to read my latest FPL article, which will be available there on Tuesday before the deadline. And you'll also be able to take part in the Q&A with myself and Ben Dennery before the deadline as well. Up until about an hour ago, it was looking like I was going to be very surprised at absolutely no new members to the 59th Minute Club. But the Merseyside Derby has saved me. Anthony Gordon, who got who, who made his Everton debut, what a game to make your debut in. He didn't have a great game, but he is a new member of the 59th Minute Club. Very surprising, given that managers are able to make five substitutions now. I thought I'd be recording tonight with five, six, seven new members, but just the one for now. So welcome, Anthony Gordon. Grab yourself a drink and join, join the others. Anthony becomes the 29th member of the club this season and I'm sure there will be plenty more to come over the coming week so as always when you're watching the games keep an eye on that clock once it gets to 59 you know once it ticks towards 60 if anyone gets hauled off in that one minute period make sure to send me a a message on twitter or, or tag me at fpl general a quick review of how double game week 30 is going for me Obviously, it's not over yet. I've still got the three city guys, a captain Sterling. I've got KDB and I've got Aguero as well. So hopefully all three of those can go big uh, against Burnley on Monday night. So I play, as I mentioned last week, I played my free hit chip in double game week 30. It hasn't been spectacular. I mean, I'm looking at a lot of people on social media who are scoring well over 100 points. I'm hoping to get there, but I'm not there yet. I'm sitting on 88 points as it stands and I've still, as I say, I've still got those three city guys to go. So for me, I think for this to be a successful free hit, I need Sterling to go big as my captain. 
And, you know, even though I own KDB, it's probably better for me if he stays relatively quiet against Burnley and Sterling gets two or three goals. So that is my hopes for the City game. You know, you're, you, some of you will be listening and you'll already know the result there. So the rank hasn't moved too much as things stand. I was 48k going into the game week. I think I've only risen to 45k. So again, all is on those three City guys to help me climb those rankings this week. How did it go? The Sheffield United triple up went well in the first game, but it was an absolute disaster today in that Newcastle defeat. I had the dreaded trio. Henderson, just uh, two points today. Lundstrom with a zero pointer off the bench. And then John Egan. The first time I've ever owned him. And I think that's the first red card of his career. He gets a minus three. So in total, those three guys got me minus one points on Sunday to you know take away from the good work that they did in the first game so that was very disappointing the two defenders i kept who had a single game week did well matt doherty came in with a 12 pointer what an fpl legend he is and trent alexander arnold got seven points as well he picked up a bonus so that was nice glad i kept those two guys and hopefully i'll be able to keep both of them for the rest of the season as well hopefully they don't get you know rotated too much a couple of guys I would rather not mention, but I better just mention it. Jack Grealish, four points, absolutely rubbish. Aubameyang, all that money for a four-pointer. Never again will he be in my FPL team. I'm glad to see the back of him now that I've got my usual team back after the free hit chip. I'll come back to Aubameyang because I, I had about 50 or 60 questions about whether to keep him or sell him. Probably the most asked question this week. Pookie didn't work out either. So for me, it was either keep Doherty or Jimenez. So I ended up making the right choice there. But obviously, if if I didn't do that, I would have gone Jimenez over Pukki. So Pukki, very disappointing. Norwich, very disappointing. And Jimenez punished me as he has done before when I've got rid of him. So it's good to have him back now as well ahead of that Bournemouth game. I mentioned the City guy. Sterling got me 20 as captain so far. KDB 14 and Aguero 4. So hopefully, again, those guys can go big on Monday night. Uh, hopefully hopefully they'll start that's probably the big one for me uh, and you never know with Pep Guardiola so all in all you know pretty that's pretty decent 88 points so far so hopefully I'll get over that 100 point barrier you know I've had a, I've had a couple of good seasons recently if you take away last season but even though I've, I've got good finishes in FPL it's very rare that I get over 100 points I think it's I think it's four seasons ago the last time I scored over 100 points in a game week that was a that was a massive double game week. I think I scored something like 186 points. Um, Alexis Sanchez captained most likely for, for 75 points or something like that. So hopefully I can get that 100 plus score this week. You know, I'm sitting on 88. Guarantee I'll finish on, on 98 or 99 just to frustrate me. Time for a watch list update now. So before I mention the players I've added to the watch list following game week 30, what I've done basically is because there was three months of no action, I just completely redone my watch list. I removed everybody from it and I've just created a new one. You know, So all of these players I've added, it's just a fresh list of probably 25 to 30 players. I like to keep it to you know under 30 players if possible on the watch list. So I'm just going to mention a few of the key ones here, probably five or six players who I've added who caught my eye in game week 30. A couple of defenders, first of all. Uh, the first one at Watford, Kiko Femenia, just 4.2 million. So I think he's a very good price and could be a very good option for the run-in. I was impressed with Watford, 
even though they didn't keep a clean sheet. Kiko actually managed to bank the clean sheet points because he was substituted beforehand, as was Adam Messina. So the two fullbacks were taken off and they still managed to get the clean sheet points. I think that's something we could see quite often over the coming weeks. You know, it's I think cheap defenders could be the way to go. You know, quite often some of them are going to get taken off after, you know, 65, 70, 75 minutes. And, you know, if they can come off with a clean sheet, great. Um, you know, without having to play the 90 minutes. So Kiko, I like at 4.2 million. Janmat, it seems like Janmat's out for the season. So that's one player less competing with him for that right back spot. I know Mariapa has played there this season and Dawson has played there as well. But Dawson played centre-back at the weekend. So hopefully he stays there because that will make Kiko a better option. So I've got Messina, the left-back, so I'm I'm not going to be looking to bring in uh, Kiko. I'm not looking for the double-up, but I think anyone who doesn't have a Watford defender, I think Kiko at 4.2 million could be a very good option. One thing I noticed as well, looking at some of the, the stats from the weekend, was when I compared those two, Messina and Kiko, Kiko, the right back, was his average position was much higher than Adam Messina. So he's got license to bump forward and he's got a good understanding with Saar on the on the right wing as well. So Kiko could be in for some attacking returns over the coming weeks. Another defender, Leicester this time, James Justin, just 4.7 million. So he's the cheapest route into the Leicester defence now. And Leicester do have decent fixtures. So I like this guy. Uh, Soyunku has dropped right down to 4.9 million as well. So Soyunku is a good option, but I think if I was going to invest in a Leicester defender now, I would take a punt on this guy. Very low ownership, very good going forward, and he should start every game, you know, between now and the end of the season. So James Justin at 4.7 million is another player on my watch list. Moving on to a few midfielders. A fun pick for the next couple of weeks could be Alan St. Maximin at Newcastle. I've probably mentioned him a couple of months ago on the podcast. You know, he's a bit like Adama Traore. Pure pace. You really don't know what you're going to get from these guys. But, you know, we've seen it, we've seen it at the weekend. These players with pace um, could be the way to go. You know, St. Maximin got on the score sheet. Traore made a big difference when he came on. I'm thinking of Bergwijn as well against Manchester United. Any of these guys that have got that burst of acceleration playing against defences that are a little bit, you know, not as sharp as usual, I think could do very well over the next couple of weeks while those defences try and get up to speed. So I like St. Maximin. He's got back-to-back goals now, but those back-to-back goals are three months apart, of course. What I like most about this guy is, number one, he's a fun pick. You're going to enjoy watching Newcastle games if you've got this guy. It's probably the only way to enjoy Newcastle games. Sorry, Newcastle fans, even though they were pretty impressive against Sheffield United today. What I like most about St. Maximan is his fixtures. Next three games, it doesn't get much better. Aston Villa at home, Bournemouth away, and West Ham at home. So three relegation-threatened teams. Three teams who I don't rate whatsoever defensively. So I think there could be more joy for St. Maximan over the coming weeks. And he's only 5.4 million. Short-term punt. If it doesn't work out, you can always get rid of him after those three games. Uh, and you, as I say, Newcastle impressed me against Sheffield United. They're one of those teams that are they're in they're kind of in no man's land. But a lot of those teams in no man's land did quite well this weekend. Crystal Palace, Newcastle, and Southampton all came out with quite convincing wins there. So maybe we need to rethink those teams that don't have a lot to play for. Uh, they all played well, so maybe we need to give their players a bit more thought. Another couple of defenders I've added to the watch list are two Watford guys. 
Two guys who passed the eye test for me at the weekend as well. Saar on the right wing and Dukuri as well, playing just behind Troy Deeney. Saar, 6.4 million and Dukuri is 5.6. So I like both of those guys. Saar is the one I prefer. But if you can't quite stretch to him, I think Dukuri at 5.6 million could be good value. Again, he had a couple of couple of decent chances that he fluffed at the weekend. You know, they take the box. They're fighting for survival. So I think Watford... Judging by what I've seen against Leicester, I fancy them to pull away from the relegation zone. So I think there could be goals from some of those attackers. And one striker to mention, as much as I hate this guy in FPL, Danny Ings, 7.1 million. Superb against Norwich. I mean, we talk quite often about Danny Ings, about him being an injury-prone player. But looking at him at the weekend, you would think there wasn't a three-month break. He was as sharp as any player I watched over the last couple of days. 11 points, I think he got a goal and an assist and his usual three bonus points. So I may end up going back to him with my tail between my legs at some point. So I think Danny Ings, if you've got him, I think you've got to keep him. Harry's sponsors the 59th Minute Podcast. Harry's was founded by Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who were sick and tired of overpriced razors. Jeff and Andy knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. And now, by taking less profit, Harry's offers great quality products for a fair price. Their amazing quality blades are now almost half the price of the leading five-blade brand. Harry's trial set includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades, rich lather and shave gel, and a travel blade cover. As a listener of the 59th Minute Podcast, you can start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for £3.95. Support our podcast and get your set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge, foam and shave gel, and a travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash the 59th minute right now. That's harrys.com forward slash the 59th minute. Thanks to everybody who sent in the Twitter questions. I've picked out some of the best ones. This should cover some of the main talking points this week. The first one came in from FPL Crate Digger. He says, triple Liverpool stick or twist? Now, this is a, I think that's probably a big question for a lot of people, whether it's triple Liverpool or double Liverpool. So for me, I think, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is still a keep for the season. I just think he's arguably the best player in the game. I've got triple up, I've got Trent, I've got Robertson and I've got Salah. Now obviously Salah didn't play at all. He was on the bench and Robertson wasn't in the squad. But I think I would expect both of those players to start during the week against Crystal Palace. And it's a very good fixture. Home to Crystal Palace. I think it's it is four clean sheets on the bounce now for Palace if you go back to the to the March period and their clean sheet at, at the weekend. But I would still fancy Liverpool to dispatch them. So I think, for now, given the fixture, I think it's a keep if you've got triple Liverpool. And then possibly look to move away because they've got Manchester City after that. And then I think we're going to see a lot more rotation. Now, maybe tonight was already a sign of the rotation. You know, he didn't take any chances with Mohamed Salah. He took Firmino off, Firmino off around 62-63 minutes. So I think that could be a sign of things to come. Uh, you know, Gomez didn't start either. Matip was playing at centre-back. So I definitely think Liverpool could be a bit of a nightmare 
going forward for the next couple of weeks. So for me, I'm on triple up, but I will be looking to bring it down to double and maybe just down to Trent at some point as well. So for now, stick for Crystal Palace and then reassess things. Question from Jack. It's kind of two questions in one here. Who are the best replacements for Leno and also best replacements for John Egan? So a lot of people are going to be looking for a new goalkeeper if they had Leno. Of course, Henderson can't play this week either. So if you've got the Leno-Henderson double up, which a lot of people did, you've got very unlucky with that Leno injury. Now, I've seen a few people considering going straight from Leno to the Arsenal reserve goalkeeper Martinez because he's only 4.2 million. But I mean, I wouldn't let that 4.2 million suck you in. I would just stay well away from the Arsenal defence and the Arsenal goalkeeper. So who do I think is the actual best goalkeeper for the rest of the season? Looking at the goalkeepers, there's not a whole lot of them that I like for the running. I've got Nick Pope, so I'm, I'm biased when I say I still think he's one of the best options. I like his fixtures. I think... I mentioned last week, Wolves and Manchester United both have very good fixture runs as well. So I like Patricio at 5.2 million. I also like David De Gea at 5.3 million, despite his blunder at the weekend. Hopefully that's out of his system now and he can keep a few clean sheets between now and the end of the season. Uh, ben Foster as well, I think 4.9 million. This sounds like... Uh, this sounds like a Watford special episode. I mentioned all their players, but I think 4.9 million is a, is a good price for Foster as well. He tends to do quite well in the bonus point system, so he could be an option. And when I was looking at this, I was kind of thinking, you know, if if there's going to be rotation at Liverpool, you know, if people are moving away from triple Liverpool, maybe that opens the door to spend a little bit more cash on the goalkeeper position. And maybe go for Allison when you wouldn't usually do it because the outfield options are better. And likewise at City, there's going to be a lot of rotation at City. You know, trying to predict who's going to start outfield is always a bit of a minefield. So maybe Ederson, maybe this you know final final eight or nine games of the season, final eight games of the season could be a period maybe to spend more on your goalkeeper position just for that security. And I think you know Liverpool and City, I still expect them to to keep. You know, a fair share of clean sheets between now and the end of the season. So I, I would be quite tempted to go that way. If cash is not a barrier, spend a little bit extra and get the Liverpool or Man City goalkeeper. Yeah, but I'm quite happy with Nick Pope as my set and forget for the rest of the season. The second part of that question from Jack was about John Egan. Disaster John Egan with his red card. Um, who would I who would I replace him with? So obviously I don't need to replace him because he was on my free hit squad. So thankfully he just makes his way out without me having to do it. The most obvious place I think to go is Wolves around that price point. If if you can stretch to to Willy Bolly or Roman Saiz, I think they're around 4.6, 4.7. They're very good options. I like Mason Holgate as well at Everton, 4.3 million. I thought they were pretty solid against Liverpool tonight. And Watford, again, like I mentioned, I don't know why I've, I've mentioned so many Watford players tonight. Um, Kiko or or Adam Messina, the wingback, not the wingbacks, the fullbacks at Watford, I think are good value as well. But for me, I would go to Wolves if you can. Obviously, Doherty is a lot more expensive. He's the main man. But I think Saiz and Bolly offer very good value as well. I would stay away from Cody, you know, very rarely gets on the score sheet. I think Saiz and Bolly both offer a far bigger goal threat than than Connor Cody. So that's where I would go from John Egan. Now, question from the sarcastic guy, Aubameyang, keep or sell? Now, the, sarca- the sarcastic guy asks this question 
as did a lot of other people. Again, for me, it's a bit like John Egan. Thankfully, Aubameyang for me was just a free hit player, so that takes the decision out of my hands. He's gone. I don't have to look at him anymore. But I think it's a big decision for people who own him because, yes, he was very disappointing in the double game week, but he did he did look a lot better against Brighton. I didn't watch the Brighton game, but I did catch the highlights earlier today. There was a lot of shots there for Aubameyang. You know, very unlucky not to get on the score sheet. Um, so that would give me some hope. Uh, and looking at the fixtures, this is the big one. They've got Southampton away next, and then they've got Norwich at home in game week 32. Before a tricky run, it gets pretty tough for Arsenal then, with Wolves away, Leicester home, Tottenham away, and Liverpool at home. So I probably wouldn't really want Aubameyang for those four games. But I can see why people are tempted to hold on to him, given it's Southampton away next and then Norwich at home. And really, it's it's Norwich at home in game week 32 here that is the big attraction. You know, he's probably one of the best captaincy candidates for that game week, even though I've said last week I don't trust him with the armband. But if I, I think if you keep him, you've probably got to captain him against Norwich, given how bad Norwich were against Southampton in game week 30. So it's a big decision for me personally. If I didn't have any other issues in the 15-man squad, I would probably I would probably sell him just because he's very, very frustrating. And I think the cash can be better spent elsewhere. But on the flip side, I think what what often happens with a Bamiang, and we've, I've seen a few people mention it on Twitter over the last day or two, you sell him after he disappoints you. And you know what happens next. He does well against Southampton and Norwich. So I say this quite often on the podcast. I think it's one of those, it's fine to keep him. I think it's fine to sell him as well. It really comes down to what you feel. And I think the big I think the big factor is will you captain him against Norwich in game week thirty-two? Have a look at the other fixtures there. And if you think you would captain him, you know, that's more of a reason to keep him. I think City play Liverpool that week. So that rules out quite a few captaincy options there. So for me, Aubameyang is a sell, but I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't put anyone off keeping him either. Again, you're probably more than likely going to have other issues in your team anyway. Or you might want to bank a transfer this week. So I think you know keeping him is absolutely fine as well. But for me, he's on my he's on my list of of stay away players now. Um, I've owned him. I've probably owned him three or four times this season. Probably three times. I don't think I've got a single goal out of him. He's one of those players. He's very hard. It's very hard to predict when he's going to do well. And you know, as soon as you sell him, what what he's going to do? No doubt, quality player, top class striker. Um, you know, he did look decent against Brighton, but for me, just too much cash. There's a lot of cheaper strikers who are much more reliable and you can just use the cash elsewhere than in defence or in midfield. Question from Ronerid9. What is the best game week to free hit if you haven't done so already? So I'm just going to get the fixtures up in front of me here because for anyone who still has the free hit chip, I think I actually quite like this week for free hit depending on what your current setup is. So let's say if you don't have too many Liverpool players, if you don't have too many Manchester United players, if you don't have many Wolves players, I think this week is quite a good week for free hit because the fixtures are very nice. Leicester are at home to Brighton. You know, you could get two or three Leicester players. Spurs are at home to West Ham. I would quite like to have Youngman's son and possibly even uh, Aurier for that one. United are at home to Sheffield United, who are without Dean Henderson, John Egan, who is now suspended, and Jack O'Connell, if he's still injured. So that's three three very important defensive assets missing for Sheffield United. So the likes of Bruno and Rashford, maybe even Pogba and Martial could do very well in that one. 
um, what other fixtures? Wolves are at home to Bournemouth, great fixture for those guys. Liverpool are at home to Palace. Um, yeah, so I think if your squad is not looking great for this week, I think free hit is definitely viable in game week 31. If you don't use it this week, you know, I haven't looked ahead in, in any great detail, but there's probably another f- couple of game weeks that are like this where there's a lot of good fixtures for good teams and maybe you don't own many of their assets and you could just go all in. The other option that I still like is game week 38. Keep the free hit in your pocket for an emergency. So, you know, keep it for 38, but if something happens in the meantime, you know, there's always a chance we could get a postponement for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be COVID. It could be weather. It could be could be anything. I mean, think back a couple of years ago, there was a bomb scare in Old Trafford on the final day of the season. You know, any game can be postponed at any time for a reason that, you know, none of us have even thought of before. So I like to have, if you've got free head, I like keeping it because it's, it's kind of, uh, it's a safety blanket. If something does happen and we do get a blank game week or a double game week, unsurprisingly, you can take advantage then with that chip when you know the majority of other people will have already used it. And if if nothing unexpected happens, then you've got game week 38 where all teams kick off at the same time. So there could be a lot of team news and you could just go all in on the final day of the season with that chip as well. So that's my answer. You know, this week or game week 38, I think is probably the best one. You know, again... If you're going to play it this week, it depends on how your current team looks for the game week. If it looks good, I wouldn't bother. I would just hold on to that chip. Question from FPL Goat. Who is the best Sergio Aguero replacement for the rest of the season? So I think a lot of people will look to move away from Sergio Aguero now because it's like any Manchester City attacker. Rotation, rotation, rotation. You can't really trust him with the armband for that reason. So it's a lot of money to spend on a player and then sweating over the team sheet every week. You know, I've, I've only got KDB and I'll probably leave it at that for City players for that for the time being. And just keep an eye on the likes of Sterling and Mares and see how much game time they get. So who's the best replacement for Aguero for the rest of the season? I think the first name that springs to mind is, is Raul Jimenez. If you don't already have him, I would go as far as saying Jimenez is the best forward in the game now. He's just so reliable. And he, you know, he's got great fixtures as well. He's a no-brainer. If you don't have him, I think Aguero to Jimenez is an easy move. Frees up lots of cash as well. And I would probably put Rashford there. If you, if you, if you, if you've already got Jimenez, I would probably go for Rashford. Again, fixtures, very good fixtures for Manchester United. And I liked what I seen of Rashford in that Spurs game. So I've got Rashford in my squad, and I've got high hopes for him over the coming week. So Jimenez is the number one. And I would probably say Rashford number two there. So I'm in favour of cheaper strikers. Um, I've got Jimenez, I've got Calvert-Lewin. And who is my third one? It's someone cheap as well, I can't think right now. But I, I think the like I think the likes of Aubameyang, Kane, Aguero, they're too much money. Uh, I think there's very good value in the cheaper strikers. So that's where, where I'll be staying for the rest of the season, I think. Uh, final question I'll tackle this week is from Pranav. Uh, a quite straightforward one keep or sell Jamie Vardy and the short answer I'll give you a short answer to a short question I would keep him again another player a bit like Danny Ings uh, I thought Vardy was very sharp uh, at the weekend again didn't look like a player who hasn't played in three months he was pretty quiet in the game Uh, he probably only had one or two shots against Watford but you know I expected that to be a tough game for Watford anyway 
because I'm a I'm a massive Watford fan as you can tell from this podcast. I really didn't intend on doing that. I don't know don't know why. So it's just kind of turned out that way. Just watch Watford go and lose the next three or four games in a row now. So Vardy, I would keep him. Again, Leicester's fixtures are are pretty pretty okay, and I would expect him to start most games. Um, he's on penalties. He's 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 the league's top goal scorer. So I would definitely keep him. I think I think Vardy's a pretty a pretty good long term hold like Jimenez. Looking at the captaincy for game week thirty one plus, it's it's been a long time since I've seen so many good fixtures for captaincy. Obviously, it's been a long time. It's been at least three months with the break. But you know what I mean. It's you know quite often in FPL you'll have two or three teams with with very good fixtures. But there's probably five or six this week. You know, as I mentioned when I was talking about the free hit chip, you know, Liverpool are at home to Crystal Palace. You've got Manny and Salah there. Vardy's at home to Brighton. Harry Kane, Youngman's son, home to West Ham. Bruno Fernandes or Rashford at home to Sheffield United with their players missing. Calvert-Lewin or Richarlison away to Norwich, given how bad they were. And Jimenez is at home to Bournemouth. So there's a lot of options here for captaincy. And I think we'll see quite a spread this week. For me, I've always earmarked Mohamed Salah for this week at home to Crystal Palace. He's coming back for me after losing him on the free hit. Now, it's a bit worrying that he didn't play at all in that Merseyside derby. So that may tempt me to move away um, unless we get some you know, positive news that he's definitely going to play on Wednesday night. I think it's Wednesday night they play. So, you know, I could be tempted. I'm very tempted by Bruno Fernandes. I was very impressed by him again against Tottenham. You know, he's got those penalties, takes a lot of shots from open play, takes corners, set pieces as well. So, so many avenues to points there for Bruno. So, I might be tempted to go there now with those slight doubts over Mohamed Salah. Um, again, I think any of those I've mentioned are very viable captaincy options. So, go with go with your gut. Um you know, it could be. I've seen a few people talking about targeting teams now, the likes of Norwich, Aston Villa, West Ham, Bournemouth. I think it could be a good strategy. Watching Norwich defend at the weekend against Southampton, they were absolutely atrocious. So I've got high hopes for Calvert Lewin this week against against those and Richarlison. I think is a very good option there as well. So I think a lot of people will 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 go for that. Go go for those Everton captaincy options just because they're playing Norwich and it's it's definitely viable. But for me. It's probably going to be between Salah and Bruno Fernandes, and it probably depends on what kind of information we get about Salah over the coming days. If we don't get anything, I'll probably take the chance on Bruno Fernandes. I think Manny Manny's a very good option as well if you have him. What am I going to do with my transfer this week? I'm hoping to bank it because my team looks very good on paper after the free hit. I've got no injury issues. Well, I do have Tanganga, but he's my he's my third sub, so I don't need to worry too much about that. The only thing that might change my mind is there are two things. There's Salah and Robertson. If we get information that there's issues there, I, I may be tempted to lose one of them, particularly Robertson, who didn't who didn't feature tonight. But it sounds like he's going to be okay for the weekend. I think Milner is injured now as well, which is probably good news for Robertson because Milner played left-back tonight. It's probably good news for Salah as well because Salah will be back on penalties because Milner won't be on the pitch. I've got some concerns over Harvey Barnes as well because, number one, he's a rotation risk. He came off around, I think, between the 60th and 70th minute against Watford. And to me, it looked like he was putting ice on his hamstring when he was substituted. I haven't really seen anyone mention that on social media. So maybe I picked that up wrong. But I will be investigating that a bit more before Tuesday's deadline. And 
if there's any doubts over his fitness, particularly if it's a hamstring issue, um, I'll probably get rid of Harvey Barnes and go to that guy I talked about earlier, Alan Sant-Maximin, for those very nice fixtures the next three games. Just a bit of a punt, but you know, a, a calculated punt given the fixtures and given that he's a good player. So I think I think Leicester are the first kickoff as well on Tuesday. I think they're the six PM kickoff. So there's always a chance we could get some information about the team sheets before the FPL deadline. So if that happens and Harvey Barnes is not in the starting eleven, I think I'll definitely sell him for Saint Maximin. But ideally, I would like to bank my transfer this week and Barnes to start because I would like to have two free transfers the following week. Another week of information and then maybe make two or three transfers possibly for a minus four the following week. So that's my transfer plans. Hopefully I'll be doing nothing. But, you know, if Barnes is not fit, I will go St. Maximin just for a bit of fun for the for the next couple of games. Thanks for taking the time to listen, folks. If you've enjoyed the podcast, do give it a retweet on Twitter and leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. If you want to hear more content from me, you can check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general for information about my ITS podcasts, my Slack channel and WhatsApp groups. Good luck in Game Week 31 plus. I'll be back with another episode ahead of Game Week 32.